Welcome back to the Tank Mulator Podcast, which is part of Fantasy Basketball International. This is episode 32, and for this episode, we're going to be diving into a 12-team mock draft on Yahoo. I'm picking from the 12th spot, and we're going to add in a little wrinkle. Not sure what the wrinkle is yet, but it should make it interesting, so let's get into it. And before we get into the mock, just a quick reminder that sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity, and I want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started or get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits, and there's never been a better time to sign up. When you visit my page, signupexpert.com slash TML, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region, along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through my link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sportsbooks, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com. TML. If you've ever been on the fence about signing up at all, and you've heard me read that ad and said, ah, maybe, uh, maybe I'll try it, not sure yet, we... At Fantasy Basketball International, just added Michael Fiddle to the team at Fiddle's Picks on Twitter. DFS betting specialist there. Um, just listening to what he says, everything I've seen from him, obviously, I haven't known him very long, but everything I've read, high quality content. It's not just random, oh, like I kind of think this might sound good today. Let's throw it out there and sounding official uh, and calling it a parlay or something like that. No, he. Very good at what he does. The information is very detailed. So should be, a, I'm definitely going to be following a lot of what he does and trying to make a little bit of money off that because my DFS and daily betting, um, doing trying to do over-unders, haven't been super successful with it. It's fun, but I haven't been as successful as I uh, would like to be. But having him to help should should be good, should help me. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get into this mock draft. This is my third attempt <laughs> at making this show because the first one, the draft, literally didn't load. It sat there saying draft is loading. The bar was full. Just didn't load. So then attempt two, got through the whole draft. Uh, drafted from the eighth spot. Was going to punt four categories. Tyrese Halliburton slid to me at eight. No idea how. No idea why. Tyrese Halliburton at eight. And so I was able to punt uh, just – I went with his four worst categories, field goal percentage, turnovers, rebounds, and blocks. And my team was, one, absolutely stacked, but some of the picks that were auto-drafts were just way too insane for the data to even mean anything. Like I got Halliburton at eight and Demonis Sabonis went nine. It's just not going to happen, especially when money's on the line for leagues, and that's – why people listen to podcasts is to try and win their league. And nobody's taking Sabonis at nine, respectfully. So kind of scratched that. Yeah, it was fun. My team was awesome. I got uh, I started off with Halliburton, Trey Young, Darius Garland, and Jordan Poole, and really leaned into it. Was still able to get some bigs later. But we're going to do it a little differently this time. Um don't know exactly what the wrinkle yet. I was still kind of deciding on it. 
am I going to try and punt four categories like my goal was last time and not know what I'm punting until I make my first pick? Maybe. Um, or maybe I will do something where I have to just reach for guys. I don't know yet, but I'm picking from pick 12. I'm going to go ahead and get the draft um, pulled up here so that those watching can follow along. And cool. So the draft board's up. Like I said, I'm picking from pick 12. My favorite build to do here would be to start off with two of LaMelo, Damian Lillard, Trey Young. So if I can do that, I'm going to do it. And then maybe I'll just try and go for a fun team. Maybe I'll maybe I'll say I have to reach around and try and get a guy that I think is going to finish a round better. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll change this from punting four categories. Although this actually seems like it's going to be pretty good data based on how the first three are going and how there isn't many auto drafts. So, you know what? Scratch that. We're going back to punting four categories, and I don't know what the four categories will be yet. Um, but I will eventually pull up a banner at the bottom so that I can remember what they are. So if it's starting off with like Dame and Trey Young or LaMelo and Trey Young, then I'll punt rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage and turnovers like I did with that last mock and the results were so wonky that it didn't matter. Um, but the draft so far is one going at a better pace. Last time it was so many auto drafts that it just flew by. There was no, the entire thing got done in 20 minutes. There was no time for me to even call out picks. Didn't matter, but it's going at a better pace and it's way more realistic. It's going Jokic and bead Luca Halliburton, SGA, Steph, Giannis, a little surprising to see Tatum on the board still at eight, but there he goes at eight. So that cool top eight, all good. No worries at all. Um, I don't think I'll get LaMelo and Trey. I don't think I'm going to see getting Trey, but am I going to be able to jinx it into making it happen? Cause Dame and Kyrie went at nine and 10. That'd be pretty cool. I'm just going to hope. Cool. So you win Anthony Edwards. So I'm going to get some fun. This is fun. I like this getting to uh, start off with my favorite build. I'm going to go LaMelo and Trey Young. There we go. Cool. So that means we're going to be punting boards, punting blocks, punting field goal percentage, and punting turnovers. Cool. And so I'll add that and show it at the bottom. Cool. So now anybody watching will know what we are doing here is punting boards, blocks, field goal percentage, and turnovers. My goal um, – when I was recording my second attempt at this, got through the whole thing, the entire time I said, Wendell Carter Jr. is the center that I need for this team. Go guard early, but I need Wendell Carter Jr. Was able to get him. Um, hopefully, like, round nine, I can get him there. Um, I'll be at the end of round nine, so maybe not. Fingers crossed. But he would fit that build incredibly well for a center because he's still a good player, but he's not a great rebounder for a center. Not a bad rebounder, but not a great. He doesn't really get that many blocks for a center. His field goal percentage is not great. It's, you know, it's what you – because these are all center categories. You know, your your prototypical center is going to excel in these four. Look at a guy like, say, Dan Gafford. He's going to have value because of these four categories. We're probably not going to get Dan Gafford despite him being a really good fantasy option this season, but – 
uh, just to recap a bit um, after, yeah, this date is so much better. My goodness, I was getting frustrated during the last one because I was like, this is such a waste of time. Um, but after Tatum went at eight, it went Dame, Kyrie, Anthony Edwards, and I got LaMelo and Trey Young. And then it went, uh, this is round two now with Trey Young, Demonis Sabonis, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Mikhail Bridges, Donovan Mitchell, and now Lowry Markinen. Maybe a tad early for Markinen, um, but there was no guarantee he was going to come back around to that guy and pick three or round three. Um, I like Markinen this year. I know not everybody likes him as much, but he was awesome last year. He's still going to, they didn't add anybody to take away shots from him. So I think the adjustment that they had to make on the fly last year, having a really good point guard in Mike Conley to no longer having a good point guard at all um, hurt them a lot. But I think this season they'll be more prepared for that because they're going into the season without a really good point guard. And I don't think they're going to struggle specifically because of that off the bat. Uh, but after marking in went Harden, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Pascal Siakam. Just before I'm recording this, there was uh, a quote from Harden saying basically that his relationship with Daryl Morey is beyond repair. It's like a marriage when you lose trust, like you lose trust. Um, I feel like this is just getting too dramatic. They just need to trade him. I'm tired of hearing these different ways that James Harden has had his heart broken by Daryl Morey. I still think Harden can provide really good value. I just want to see him play for a different team. Let's just get this over with. But uh, Pascal Siakam is a tad, and, and Darren Fox going them round two and three. Um, maybe a tad early. Maybe. I think uh, they're both really good players. They fit well with Jokic. I mean, maybe that starts off immediately punting uh, some defensive stats. Probably Jokic isn't, you know, he's really good, but his defensive stats aren't the strong suit of his game. So maybe that's what we're going for there. No issues with it. It's uh, not that bad. So I'm cool with it. Um, and then after Fox went Fred Van Bleet, Cade Cunningham, no issues with any of those. Um, Guys, I just have to try and figure out as the round progresses where I'm going to get value from because I need to look at guys who have, you know, kind of fit these four categories. My goal here is so when I went through this the first time, I went super guard heavy early because it just made sense. Like they, I got four guys that are just absolutely fitting those categories flawlessly of punting those categories. But I'm going to try and get more wings early on that fit that build. So, and you know, I could adjust and maybe uh, I'm, I'm going to commit to punting four categories. I'm going to do it. I was going to say, I can go Victor Weminyama and not necessarily punt blocks, but I also could go Wemby and still continue to punt blocks, but I feel like that's where a lot of his value is going to come from. My goal here is, uh, and I'm on the clock in six picks, I think Paul George, if he's still there, will fit this build really well. Um, but I don't imagine he'll be there because this has been a pretty solid draft so far. Um, the last when I did this just a few minutes ago, um, I got – it was a different pick, obviously, but I went Darius Garland in round three. But, I mean, he, he might get back around to me, but I don't want to – go that point guard heavy again. 
just think it makes sense to try and get other guys that fit that build from the forward spot or the center spot earlier, as opposed to just waiting till the last minute. Cause I didn't really have many, you know, centers because obviously it's hard to find centers that fit this build super well. But with four more picks, three more picks before me, Paul George's just went two picks before. So Kawhi and Paul George just went. So after it was Cade, third pick of the third round went DeJounte, Desmond Bain, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brunson, LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George. Quite a few guys there. Darius Garland just went. Hmm. Okay. So and from punting these four categories. Mm, I should have been a little bit more prepared, but I'm going to go with Jamal Murray. Just look at my starting lineup. He can fit in it at shooting guard. He has shooting guard eligibility. Um, and man, I want to take Wemby, but it's a disservice to take him and punt blocks. Like that's going to be his best category this year. Um, so I need to find, oh my goodness. I'm, I don't even know it's too early for that. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going Zach Levine. Um, his field goal percentage isn't that bad, and he's not really, you know. But I'm not trying to lose field goal percentage. I'm just, you know. He has forward eligibility. Yeah, so he's starting in my small forward. Um, wouldn't have gone there if I was doing a regular draft. If I wasn't intentionally committing to punting four categories, I would not have gone Zach Levine there. Um, but since this is just a mock draft, I'm going to commit extra hard to the punt build. I probably would have pivoted what I wanted to do and said, hey, I've gone three guards if I'm just not going to punt blocks anymore. But we're going to we're gonna commit to the strategy because, man, it would have been fun to go Wemby and Chet right there. You don't see Wemby lasting until round four. This is kind of nuts that he's still there. Um but yeah, getting a guy like Victor Wembanyama, Chet Holmgren, Jordan Poole right there would have been really good. So I know that pick 12 isn't ideal this year, but this draft has gone pretty well considering pick 12. But if I remember from our Roto World um, Industry 8 cap mock, uh, Adam Stock was saying from Elite Fantasy Basketball was saying, because he had the, the 12 and 13, I was at 11. Um, he said that, Rounds five and six were the two most difficult um, for what he was trying to do. But I think he was punting field goal percentage. So I guess that is also what I'm trying to do here. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I, I went Levine. I can't believe Wemby's still on the board. Um, we're over halfway through round four. Neither Wemby or Chet has been taken. This is kind of crazy. I don't, that's not going to happen. Like both of those guys will be gone by now. Chet may be still there. Generally speaking, both those guys will be gone, especially after that preseason game. There's too much hype around it. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, Levine, you know, not horrible with turnovers, despite being a, a, a freak athlete, he's not really going to get me any blocks. Field goal percentage is fine. Um, rebounds, not great. So the main things will get me are points and assists and not great assists points and threes and a little bit of value in other places, but mostly points and threes and a high, pretty good free throw percentage as well. So half free throws pretty much locked down. 
We have three picks left in round four. Both Wemby and Chet are on the board. I think I might just – there's no way they both make it back around. Like Wemby and Chet with on the flip rounds five and six, like, okay, Victor Wemnyama just went. Okay, cool. That's that's a stacked team right there. But So after I went Zach Levine, just to recap the round, I went Bam, Miles Turner, Evan Mobley, Drew Holiday, DeMar DeRozan, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, Jalen Brown, Walker Kessler – then Wemby, then Jordan Poole. So just to, to recap here, uh, the guy who's picking at pick three has Luca, Harden, Cade, and Wemby, and there's, I'd say, a pretty good chance that this goes back around two picks and he gets Chet. I don't know what Harden's situation is, and I think that if you could have just probably taken somebody else there instead of Harden, that would be one of the, my like one of the most hype teams that I've seen drafted. Like... Cade in the third round is, is fine to me. I'm a, I'm a little, you know, pessimistic about what he'll do this year just because I just I don't see all the stars aligning in Detroit and Cade has a breakout year. But we're talking about a fun team. Luca, Cade, Wemby, and Chet. There's one more pick. Yeah, Chet's on the board. If he's passed on Chet, that would be pretty insane. Um, so after Jordan Poole and Nikola Vucevic, uh, Scotty Barnes, OG Ananomi, and now – I'm just, I mean, fingers crossed. Oh, he took DeAndre Ayton. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's fine. I'm not mad about it. I'm, I'm just mad it wasn't Chet. And now Nick Claxton and Jared Allen have gone off the board. And Chet's just sitting there. I'm going to kind of say, like, at that point, the value is way, way, way too good that I don't care about my punts. That's... Because that's just nuts. Chet Holmgren should not still be on the board. Zion Williamson just went. We are halfway through round five, and Chet Holmgren's on the board. And I and I know I just you know not giving any analysis here. I'm just just shocked that Chet is still there. Um, so hopefully, if he makes it back, I hope he doesn't make it back around to me because I want to really stick with this build. Um, but this is kind of crazy. Bradley Beal just went uh, round five, pick seven. Um, okay, so. I'm coming up in a few picks. I have Lamelo, Trey, Jamal Murray, Zach Levine. Punting boards, blocks, field goal percentage, turnovers. Julius Randle's there, and I think I might go with uh, – he's pretty good. Maybe Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro or Julius Randle right here. Um, maybe even Josh Giddy. Okay. So Chet just went pick 56. That's still crazy. Um, so some of the guys I'm looking at here. So first off, the guys that have poor field goal percentages, Julius Randle, Paolo Bancaro, um, maybe kind of sort of, excuse me, Julius Randle and Brandon Ingram just went. I was going to say Brandon Ingram. And then Josh Giddy just went. So now I have 30 seconds to figure this out. Um, I go Devin Vassell. I think I'm going to go Devin Vassell with one of my picks because he kind of fits that mold very well. So I, he's not bad at turnovers, but with Trey and LaMelo, I've already lost turnovers every week. So. I'm going to go Bancaro because um, I need another forward. I'm going to go Devin Vassell get another forward um, because he's not a great free throw shooter, but I'm not worried about free throws with my first four picks, even Bancaro, like LaMelo, Trey, Jamal Murray, Zach Levine, I'll even that out. 
So right now, if we're just looking at last year's stats, my leading shot blocker is Paolo Bancaro at half a block. So I'm punting that just fine. My leading rebounder, Bancaro at 6.9, which he's a power forward. Fine. Um, second is Lamelo Ball. He's just a good rebounder for a guard. Cool. Um, which I, I guess now that I'm looking at it, I didn't even really need to punt rebounds with Lamelo, but I just did it more so for Trey. Um, my free throw percentage is going to be really good, especially with how many Trey takes per game. Um, field goal percentage, my best is Zach Levine at 48.5. My second best is Jamal Murray at 45.4, based on last year's numbers. Um, so probably won't be winning field goal percentage. Um, probably won't be winning rebounds yet. Don't expect to ever either. Uh, won't be winning blocks and turnovers. Not as bad as, not again, not trying to lose these categories, but drafting with the intention of winning the other five. Um, with threes, everybody averages at least two per game. Everybody aver- except, except Ben Caro. Everybody averages at least two and a half except for Trey Young. And I've said this multiple times, but Trey Young is going to average more threes than he did last year. Um, even just watching the two preseason games, but also the series against the Celtics last year, Quinn Snyder's offense is so much more modern and so much better than what Quinn or than what uh, Nate McMillan had them running. Trey Young's going to get more threes. They were using him off ball. Like I've never seen, I, I've seen Trey Young play quote unquote off the ball and sit there and wait for the ball to be kicked out to him. It's like, oh, he's a threat from half court. So sometimes that drags a defender up to the three-point line just to make sure he doesn't get an open shot from half court. But he was actually a threat off the ball, coming off screens and attacking after getting the ball, which was just awesome to see. So I think the Hawks' offense will be better, and it's always been good with Trey Young, but using him in different ways will be good. He'll get easier looks. I expect the field goal percentage to be better, but – even you know better. What is that? Forty five percent, forty six percent. That's still not ideal. I mean, it's a he's a point guard, so he's a small point guard, so it's not surprising. But um, so I, threes will be good, points will be good. Uh, Devin Vassell is right now my lowest score at eighteen and a half, but I think he's a twenty point per game score this year. So right now I've drafted six 20 point per game scores. Good um, assists. The lowest Devin Vassell at three point six, um, but I have. Based on last year, again, 24 assists per game between LaMelo, Trey, and Jamal Murray. Um, steals, not ideal. I probably do need to try and figure out some steals here soon. But everybody's around a steal per game, if not a little like a little over. LaMelo's the leader at 1.3. Bancaro's the lowest at 0.8. So average at steals. Um, free throw percentage it will be good. Uh, it's probably not ideal. I probably do need to – okay. So two categories I'm going to try and, and emphasize here in, in having success in them is free throw percentage and steals. Maybe just like a steal specialist. And maybe I go and try and figure that out later um, in the draft, in like an Alex Caruso final round. But right now I'm really strong with assists, points, and threes. And I think that's something I get caught up in is – we're not trying to lose these four. We're trying to win the other five without regarding the other four. And when I was doing this, you know, I said this was my third attempt. So my, the second was the only other was the other one that I actually got through a mock and my steals were really weak. And I was like, okay, cool. I punted these other four, but I also didn't really get many steals. So I'm 
trying to punt five categories and that's how you lose because you can't you lose every week. So was trying to be a little bit more intentional about that um, this time. So hopefully I can get some uh, steals and a good free throw shooter figured out here in a few picks. And just to go back through, after I went Vassell, it went Shangun, Tyrese Maxey, Simons, Jalen Williams, Jeremy Grant, Tyler Hero, Cam Johnson, Franz Wagner, Rudy Gobert, Brooke Lopez, Chris Paul. Then it went Clint Capella, Scoot Henderson. That's very early for Scoot. I, I love it. It's ambitious. I have no problem with it. It's just earlier than I've seen him go. Uh, Terry Rozier, Tyus Jones, Jalen Green, John Morant, Kyle Kuzma, Jakob Pertl, CJ McCollum, Marcus Smart, and now one pick before me. Um, I think I made, I did this last time, and this isn't going to really help me with steals, and it's totally fine, um, but I think it does kind of fit with the rest of my team, is right here going Clay Thompson and Chris Middleton. Let me just make sure that's kind of what I want to do. Yeah, both those guys will really help my free throw percentage, which I really like. Um, so I went Clay, and I'm going to go Chris Middleton. Thinking about going Jabari Smith, even if he doesn't fit my build flawlessly, uh, his free throw percentage is a little bit low. He's a halfway decent rebounder. He averages almost a block per game. He doesn't really have any steals, so he doesn't fit it perfectly. But he's center eligible, and I think I'll have a pretty good year. So I didn't go with it, but probably would have been fine just because he has that center eligibility. And after I went with Clay and Middleton, I went Trey Jones, MPJ. But now I really need to figure out center. That's got to be my goal with this next one. And then after that, I'll, I'll worry about trying to maybe get some extra steals, even if my steals aren't horrible. But I really, really need Wendell Carter Jr. to make it back around me. And that may not be uh, super likely unless people just – he's not – He's not a guy that anybody's like, man, I really need Wendell Carter Jr. on my team the way some of these other centers in that range might be. Or maybe it's not – maybe that's just me. Maybe other people are like, wait, you don't want Wendell Carter Jr. most of the time? I do with this because um, there's guys like Mark Williams just went, um, Dan Gafford, Zach Collins, Jalen Duran. Like, those are guys that I'm really interested in, Onyeka Kongwu, but not as much into Wendell. Um, but maybe he'll make it back around to me. Be uh would be pretty nice. It hurts my heart not getting Andrew Wiggins here. I feel like I've gotten him in just basically every draft, but since I'm not punting free throws, not that you know he doesn't shoot a ton of free throws, won't won't really kill me there. And I have other really good free throw shooters. So if he makes it back around, maybe I will. Um, even though I, I just desperately need some centers because I can't just wait until the last couple rounds to figure out centers. Um so we'll see. We'll see there. So somebody hasn't been paying attention to news. So after I said, uh, after I went Middleton, it was Trey Jones, MPJ, Tobias Harris, Derek White, Mark Williams, Austin Reeves, Robert Williams, Dan Gafford, Draymond Green, Miles Bridges, apparently, Mark Hill Fultz, Jalen Duran to kick off round nine. At this point, I'm not uh, drafting Miles Bridges. I never was drafting Miles Bridges. I don't think I've drafted him at all just because just not a huge fan of him as a person. 
Um, but from the perspective of being a fantasy analyst, I understood the value because of how good he was two years ago. And he was really late in drafts, only a 10 game suspension. Cool. I understood the value. I, I wasn't going to, I didn't want him on my team. And I understand that doesn't really make sense from a fantasy perspective, but it's more of just like a moral thing for me. And now I'm definitely not. I, and I don't think it makes sense to now because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, he turned himself in. Is he turning himself in because he's saying, yeah, there's, they have nothing on me. I don't know. It looks, it, I'm again, I wasn't drafting him in the first place. I wouldn't draft him now. I don't think he plays basketball this year. Who knows if he ever plays again in the NBA? I don't know. We'll see. Um, not something I'm going to spend a lot of time pondering. Not really. I don't care. Uh, so after Jalen Duran to kick off round nine, it went Valanciunas, Andrew Wiggins, Anyaka Kongwu, D'Angelo Russell, Keegan Murray, Jordan Clarkson, Mitch Robinson. Three more picks. Based on ADP, Wendell Carter is the number two player on the board. So just fingers crossed that he can just survive a little bit longer so that I can get him there. Um Oh, and then it went Jabari Smith, Yusuf Nurkic, Yusuf Nurkic. So now Wendell Carter is number one based on ADP, and he survived because the guy in front of me went John Collins. I'm probably not drafting John Collins this year either, just because other people will get him before me, and I'm probably not taking him until round 11. Um, and now I have to figure out oh, probably another center option. I want to go Zach Collins. I need to commit to my strategy. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go with that Collins anyway. I think that's good value. Doesn't ideally fit my build. He doesn't. He's a he's good at rebounds. He's a good shot blocker. Like a, a block per game he'll probably have this year. Um, the rebounds aren't ideal. Like, he's not a super, super good rebounder. But the projection is very low for him. Right now, um, they're only projecting on Yahoo for him to have a few more rebounds than last year. And he averaged 6.4. But he was, I think it was up to, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head because I've said this number so many times. I think it was about eight per game over the final two months of last year when he was the starting center. I imagine it'll be closer to that. He averaged steal or 1.1 steals 1.1 blocks 1.63s during that so at least he helps me a little bit with steals from the center spot he helps me with threes that's good the turnovers are a bit much for a center but that's because he's he'll get me okay assist numbers um so I, I have no issues with it and who knows maybe everybody on my team has a really good shooting year and i don't end up punting field goal percentage and hey he fits there but not likely not likely with the way i've gone and there's no way that uh, all these guys turn it around and shoot 50% from the field or anywhere close. Not all of them. Um, and it's hard to only get a, like get a good center that's going to play a lot that is also just not a good rebounder. And I think that's probably when you punt. And maybe this is just common knowledge. I've never uh, – I'm still newer to punting, I'll say. Um and like really committing to a punt strategy and what it means to commit to a punt strategy um, as far as like actually doing it in my drafts. 
Um, so maybe this is brutally obvious, but when you're, if I'm punting rebounds and blocks, then, or then, um, it's hard to do that with centers because there probably aren't going to be too many centers that are playing a lot of minutes that just aren't grabbing rebounds. Like that's kind of what they're out there for is to grab rebounds. Um, not that's very like restrictive of what centers can do. And obviously it's not the case most places, but that's a responsibility for the centers to lead the team in rebounding. There aren't a ton of centers that aren't good rebounders, but I think it's about, you know, not worrying about it from other spots or like getting a good rebounder from the guard spot or anything like that. So after I went Zach Collins, it went Gary Trent Jr., Spencer Dinwiddie, Bobby Portis, Jaden McDaniels, Anthony Melton, Ben Simmons, Trey Murphy, Bruce Brown, Boyan Bogdanovich, Bilal Koulibaly, Josh Hart, kicking off round 11, Russell Westbrook, Mike Conley, PJ Washington, Keldon Johnson, Colin Sexton, Shaden Sharp there in round 11. A uh, few more picks still me. Five picks still me. Koulibaly in round 10. Uh, that's pick 119. I think I like it. I think I like it. Let me actually just really quickly. Has Osar Thompson not been taken? That just reminded me because I was going to talk about rookies. Osar Thompson has not been taken. Ooh. That's very surprising. Um, he doesn't fit my build at all because he's probably a pretty good rebounder, pretty good shot blocker from the guard spot. I'm going to go elsewhere, but this is too late for Sar Thompson to be going. Um, cause I'm just gonna, if this was a, if I was putting money on this money league, $10, 20, whatever, I would be going to Sar Thompson here right now. Not thinking twice about my build because he's that type of talent. However, going to commit a little bit more here and try and uh oh i said i needed to get some steals so i'm gonna go herb jones here um just because you know free throw percentage isn't ideal but he's not shooting a ton of free throws um and i said okay so i need steals I think I'm going to go with um, Emmanuel quickly. This is another young guard. And just trying to commit a little bit to the punt strategy. Not a great rebounder. It isn't blocking shots. Low field goal percentage. Going to turn the ball over. But a lot of points will get me a steal. A lot of threes. Give me assists. Free throw percentage is fine. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, if this was a money league, not a mock draft. I would be going to Sar Thompson and adjusting just because I would probably take him as early as 110. And I think uh, there's only a handful of rookies that are going to start. Um, obviously, Wemby and Scoot. I think Brandon Miller, at least to start of the year, is going to start. He just went in this draft uh, a little bit early in uh, fourth pick of the 12th round. And then Sar Thompson, it seems like he's going to start. Derek Lively uh, seems like he's going to start at center. He's been starting in the preseason. But now Washington's also been starting Koulibaly. And that's uh, not something I expected. Uh, just figured Corey Kispert would be the starter. But honestly, after like they started him, I was like, 
that actually makes a lot of sense because I was like, okay, Corey Kispert in there as a floor spacer, they would have basically no defense. Jordan Poole is an offensive player. Like I'm not going to sit here and analyze every single player's defense because I don't know how every single player is uh, like, honestly, like defensively, like I I couldn't sit here and just say, okay, yeah, Jordan Poole is definitely a liability from what off the top of my head. I want to say he is, but I don't want to like, commit to that and say he's definitely a defensive liability. Um, Kuzma's kind of in the same boat of being more of an offensive player. Having another floor spacer out there just doesn't make much sense because they have spacing. I like starting a more of a defensive player there. And I think with my last pick, um, just to shore up a little bit more steals instead of going with an upside swing. You know what? No, I'm going to take my upside swing. Um, because it's fun, one, and two, because this is actually going to be my upside swing every single time he's available. He hasn't gotten drafted yet, has he? There's Jalen Johnson. Um, he's been starting for the Hawks in the preseason. I don't think he will start during the regular season when everybody's playing, but he's going to play a big role. He might end up taking a starting spot. I think he fits in really well alongside Trey Young. Uh, but the issue is that they don't have a ton of spacing. But, like, that's why I think Sadiq Bey would start. But he, Jalen Johnson showcased a three-point shot. He was two for two in their game last night. Um, so if he can knock it down, like, when he's open, that does a lot for them. Um, but he's also a really good playmaker from the forward spot. So, and... He uh, gets steals, gets blocks, gets out in transition. He's fun to watch. Doesn't necessarily fit my build, but I don't care at that point. It's the last pick, whatever. I mean, I can commit to it. I know I said that all along. I was like, oh, I'd probably do this if it wasn't just committing super hard to this. But I still really like my team. I don't love every pick. I was trying to fit with the strategy. Seriously, round 13, last pick of the draft. You should have no issue dropping them and streaming. So that's fine. No issues with that. Um, so I went, again, punting, rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage, turnovers. Lamelo and Trey Young, I love getting them there. Um, regardless of my strategy, if I have pick 12 both there, like that's what's going to happen. Um, unless, like it would take somebody just absolutely fall, falling like in a massive way. Like one of those top eight guys in this draft probably pick 12. Probably the only way that I'm going with somebody else. Maybe um, if, if Dame is there as well, I'd probably consider going LaMelo and Dame, but I really like Trey Young. One is a Hawks fan and two, I just think he's going to have a really good year. Um, I don't, but I don't think I would take him over Dame and LaMelo. They're both there, but they probably won't be. Um, but I think anybody else, I would probably take those two because they fit well together. Um, I don't love Jamal Murray and Zach Levine. I'm probably not drafting them much this year, but for the sake of this build, they fit well. And that's who was available. Um, looking back on this, um, I think it would have been a lot of fun to go Wemby and Chet there, even though it's probably based on ADP, it's a tad early for Chet actually about a round early currently, but I think that's going to kind of go up and getting those two guys together. I think 
<laughs> that's a really good team. Um, but Jamal Murray and Zach Levine fit. Bancaro and Devin Vassell like both of them this season. Um, regardless of build, I'll probably get them a good bit. Um, I think Bancaro shot 42.7% as a rookie forward. He's not going to get up to 50 this year, but I think it'll be better, um, which was one of his main issues. And he's just got a good, solid all-around game. He's a fun guy to watch. Devin Vassell, I'm expecting a bigger year from. He's got paid a big contract. Uh, I think I've talked about him on a lot of different podcasts and a lot of columns, so I'm not going to harp on him too much there. Uh, Ray Thompson and Chris Middleton fit really well with this build. Gave me some strong three-pointers. Um, not too worried about the field goal percentage, obviously, or the box, lack of rebounds, turnovers. I guess Clay Thompson didn't really turn the ball over at all, but I have enough turnovers elsewhere that doesn't really matter. Um, but helping me a lot with threes specifically. So And getting me two more 20-point-per-game scores. So I shouldn't have an issue winning points each week. Uh, then I got Wendell Carter and Zach Collins. Wendell fits this a little bit better. Zach Collins doesn't. Um, but I like taking him in round 10. He fits it okay. It's hard to find, like I said, centers that rebound really well or that don't rebound really well but also play a lot. Like there just aren't many, um, which is fine. We're not trying to lose those. We're just not trying to win them. Uh Herb Jones was strictly for steals. He's going to get off to a good start this season, but I have no problem dropping him later. Um, didn't really love anything else kind of in that range. Well, I went quickly right after, which I liked. Um, but I think I just really needed some extra steals to feel strong in that category. So I went Herb Jones. And uh, quickly, points, plenty of them. Threes, plenty of them. Steal, steal and a half. And then... Couple of assists, not a bad free throw shooter, and then ending out with Jalen Johnson was mostly for the upside swing. Um, even if he doesn't fit the build super well, but he will uh, get me some steals, maybe a steal. So cool with that one. Uh, but that is uh, that was that mock. That was that doing that strategy. This was kind of fun. So I might maybe I'll do another one. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Here, I'm going to remove this banner if you're watching. You can see it at NoahRubin22. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow me there. Follow at FBI Basketball. Um, I know Adam King just posted our podcast schedule for the season. I'll just be doing one of these every Friday, which is pretty much what I've been doing. Um, kind of the same schedule, I guess, instead of coming out Friday morning, I'll record it on Friday and we'll post Friday night Eastern time. Um, so it shouldn't change too much uh, now that the season's starting. Aside from what the content is, it'll probably be less. Obviously, we're just doing a lot of mock drafts right now, but it'll probably just be kind of a game summaries, not game summaries, but taking what I see or whoever me and my guests see um, and translating it. Um, we'll probably do some both Dynasty and Redraft content. We'll probably try and find some uh, people that are more focused on scouting uh, college players for the draft, trying to get some of them on there and give me their thoughts on that. So we can get a much earlier look on rookies this year than I did last year. Um, Cause obviously started this podcast in April. So it was pretty late start on the rookies, but um, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, make sure you like, if you have anything, feel free to comment, rate it. If you're listening to it, uh, share it with anyone. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode. So thank you for listening.
You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.